gentlemen welcome to the dirty dozen podcast it's your host tyler mcpherson and the co-host dominique diesel van alsdon with our special guest noman ali say hello gentlemen what up hello it's good to have you both it's been a long week I feel like i haven't talked to y'all in a minute what's going on well, from the last episode, we had uh, the Raptors. They won the championship. Uh, the Lakers made a trade for Anthony Davis. Mm. And uh, Kyrie and Al Holford opted out. So a lot of big things happening in the NBA right now. Dom, what's going on with Fice False Idol these days? Uh, just still moving forward. So just a couple things we're waiting on. Then we'll get the the loan process and get a little get everything moving even faster. So not too far. Still shooting for October. All right, beautiful thing. All right, guys, this is our mock draft special. Um, and before we get into that, though, we're gonna talk a little bit about different strategies going into mock drafts. Zero running back strategy. Zero wide receiver. Um, late quarterback. Just kind of want to get the the panels perspective on those things um so guys zero running back seems to be trending in recent years what's y'all's take on the strategy does it work have you used uh dom tell me what you think zero running back strategy i have done it um it didn't work i don't think i think the last time i did it was probably it might have been 10 years ago um i've tried to I've tried other ideas. I, I think I've done um, quarterback, quarterback heavy, you know, early on, or balance of receiver, running back, receiver, running back, and just avoiding. But I haven't. Yeah, I, I kind of learned early on. You need at least one guy that has to be a stud, and it's 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 valuable to the team. If you want to win a championship, you need that. So, Don, let me push back a little bit on that. For those that say, oh, let me get Devontae, Odell, and pick up Carrion and Darius Geis in the third and fourth round, and one of them explodes, and I've got a great team. What do you say to the, that? What do you say to those? Is that the zero running back strategy? Technically not. I guess it's a late running back strategy, but. my my, my uh, I guess it depends on how you look at the, like the uh, philosophy. I. To me, the zero running back strategy means you filled every other roster spot until you drafted a running back. Okay. Okay. Now, Mon, your thoughts on zero running back strategy? Well, last year, I didn't draft a running back until the fourth round, who was Mark Ingram, and he was suspended. And <laughs> the next running back I drafted was Sony Michelle. And the no, that's not true. And Rex Burkhead. No, it was not. It was Rex Burkhead before him. Okay, Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle and I, you know, loaded up with first three picks. I had DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Rodgers, Rob Gronkowski, thinking, you know, I, I'm set at every position, and I can just have a bunch of running backs and change them out throughout the season. That strategy didn't work out well because 
Well, Gronk couldn't stay healthy. Rodgers had a down year. Hopkins was great, but he couldn't carry my team. And it didn't work out well. And I learned that you need, like Dom said earlier, you need at least one running back that you can rely on week in and week out. It doesn't have to be a a top-tier back. It could be just, you know, a consistent running back that will give you, you know, 10 to 15 points a week. That way you can focus on improving your depth and your other roster positions. I pose this question to you guys. You got to take two either back-to-back running backs to start your draft or back-to-back receivers and fill in the roster from there. Which which would y'all prefer to do this year? Uh, for me, I'm doing receivers just on our score settings. It's actually more receiver heavy. I mean, from now where everything's PPR, I still think receivers are a little bit more valuable. So specific to the scoring, scoring. So full PPR for running backs, receivers, tight ends with six point quarterback scoring. Okay. Numan, your thoughts? I would go in this year's draft, I would go back to back running backs. Uh, the looks like all the running backs will be gone like the first four or five rounds. And then after that, you're, you know, looking for that home run guy or, you know, that boomer bust type of running back. So if you can, Stack up on running backs with two of your first three picks and then, you know, get receivers later on because there's so many receivers out there. Uh, For example, last year, John Brown and Chris Godwin went undrafted in our leagues and they turned out to be pretty good. You know, receiver three, flex options, sometimes receiver two, depending on matchups. So it's easier to find receivers, I feel like, than running backs uh, unless you got someone's handcuffed. But I'll go with the two running back strategy. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, guys. So the moment you've all been waiting for our first mock draft on the Dirty Dozen podcast of 2019. Um, so this to give you a little background, how we're how we're going to do this. Dom and Noman will be drafting from uh, two different spots. We don't know the spots yet, but we'll give you um, some insight onto their into their thinking, their thought processing as they look at view their options um, on each pick. Um, We'll talk about different players they could have taken, any regrets, anything they wish they could have done differently during the draft. Um, And we'll see where it takes us. So here we go. I'll take 10. Okay. Nice to see you. Am I in? Yeah. Okay. You're four. four. Dang, someone took five. Okay. Well, Saquon just went one. Okay. Saquon won. These are pretty quick, too. I think it's like 30 seconds, maybe. All righty, everyone. We've got Noman drafting from the fourth spot. Dom drafting from the 10th spot. We'll update you on who's been taken, and we'll go from there. All right. Looks like Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and one, two, three, and Noman is up. But four, I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. Why not? Why not David Johnson here, Noman? Why not DeAndre Hopkins? Christian McCaffrey was a number one running back last year. I don't trust David Johnson to think he's a top five back. Uh, there's he's been inconsistent the past couple of years, and I think the gap between DeAndre Hopkins and say a receiver you can get second round like Odell is not that significant compared to Christian McCaffrey and the next running backs. Okay. 
So after McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon went, Julio Jones, Le'Veon Bell. So Julio went um, around around pick seven for us. Is that a little bit of a reach by your estimation, Dom? Uh, pick six. Pick and six. I am up. I'm on the clock. We can cover the picks after I go. Um, so I've got DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson, Michael Thomas on the board. Uh, I think this one's pretty easy. I'm just going to go DeAndre Hopkins on this one. Okay. When I don't think my- he would have been there, honestly, at pick 10. So the fact that he's there, I'm taking him. Um, on the way back, it's, it's, it's already looped back around to me. Um, I'm going to go David Johnson just because I think he's a safe boom. He's got a safe bust, boom guy, and I don't think there's much of a – it's got a high floor. Is David Johnson a first-round or a second-round type? I think he depends on what the – um, I think due to running back scarcity, he might be a first-round pick this year, I think, in a vacuum based on what he's produced the last few years. I think he's really a second-round pick. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think he's going to go in the first because, I mean, we just saw it. five running backs went in the first six picks. and I think Bell and Gurley are kind of have their wild cards. They could go in the second round, but I think someone might have forgot to watch the news and take one of them, you know? Before we get to Noman's second pick, Dom, when you're mocking, are you um, planning on someone you want in the second round, or are you just taking best player available? Best player available. You can't you can't be planning ahead because you never know what's going to happen in 12 picks. Noman's up right now, by the way. So, so who just comes? So I just picked, and my options were Mike Evans, Keenan Allen. Uh, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, and the top running back was Leonard Fournette available. So I went with Mike Evans because, in my opinion, he was the best receiver available. You can go on Keenan Allen if you're one of those guys like who likes receptions for PPR. I just feel like Mike Evans is a guy that can win you a week, but he can also, you know, just put up like a 12 point performance. And like, a, that's my number one receiver. But paired him with. Christian McCaffrey, I feel pretty confident so far. So, since you took Mike Evans, Noman, do you avoid stacking with Chris Godwin later in the draft, or do you care about that at all? Depends what round. I mean, if Chris Godwin falls where like a couple of rounds where he's projected, I would definitely take him out because that's a value pick. And a lot of people stay away from having guys on the same team. I think it depends on which offense you're running. Like, for example, last year, the Chiefs had an – all pro tight end, had an all pro receiver, had a running back that was really good, and an MVP quarterback. So if you had the Chiefs offense last year, for example, you were pretty successful. Okay. It'll be coming back to you here shortly, Noman, or, or it already has. So he's, he's who, are thinking, who are you thinking about here in the third round? So Zach Ertz, Damian Williams, Fournette, AJ Green, George Kittle, and T.Y. Hilton been taken. So, if my best receiver options, I have Keenan Allen, Cooper, and the Vikings receivers. Marlon Mack and Aaron Jones are the best running backs available. And all the, the top three tight ends have been taken. So, I think I'm going to go with Keenan Allen because he's just the best player. And uh, him and Mike Evans are equal in my mind. So, I feel like I just got a steal in third round. 
And for all our listeners, I think, um, you know, there's different philosophies in drafting, but uh, a tier-based system in which you look at the scarcity of players you have in a certain tier or certain um, scoring. Dom, you up yet? Uh, I'm almost up. Okay. But the receivers are getting kind of weak. Uh, you got Sammy Watkins going and Cooper. In the third going. round? All right, let me say something about Sammy. I'm up. I'm up. Let me go. Hey, Rogers. Um, Marlon Mack, Stephen Diggs, Stephon Diggs, Patrick Mahomes, and Robert Woods are my options right now. Is this – is it at this point, Dom, you would consider taking a quarterback? Late third-round pick? No. I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go Diggs just because I'm on the clock and it's fast. But uh, I would – the thing – I well, I kind of have to stick to my word. I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding Rams. I mean, I liked Robert Woods. He was good last year. But that scares me. All right, I'm back up again. The running backs are pretty bad, um, which at this position I'm going to have to reach on one. So I'm going to have to throw in Derrick Henry. He was the best one on the in terms of running backs. I don't know why they they have Marlon Mack higher than Derrick Henry, but I'd rather have Derrick Henry. For our listeners at home, if you are looking for a late value in running back, say you you took two receivers to start your draft, um, keep an eye out for Devontae Freeman, uh, third rounds, early fourth round. Um, your Derrick Henrys, your Marlon Macks. Those are going to be the, the type of talents available. So keep an eye out for those guys. To me, Marlon Mack is – I don't know. I don't see any value in him. I don't know. You're not going to get, you know, heavy usage in that offense, but I may be wrong. So, so I, I don't disagree with you in terms of uh, being able to project his consistency week over week. You got Naeem Hines. You got Wilkins. You got – an offense that's just pretty diverse in terms of their targets and hand and, and carries. Um, but I do think it is a starting running back for a high octane offense. There's value in that. I don't know how, how often you can find that late in the leader in the draft. Didn't they um, after, draft a running back or sign a running back? They not, nothing. They nothing. Just, they have, they have, they drafted two running backs last year. And Hines and Wilkins, mm-hmm. and Robert Turbin's gone. So. They were they were in the Le'Veon sweepstakes for a little bit, but yeah, I think from what I've heard is Marlon Mack is. Gonna be does the does the name Spencer Ware ring any bells? Ooh, that's him. Um, well done, man. Yeah, I mean, yes, he he's fighting for a roster spot, so we'll see if he makes the team. Yeah, I, I also think I also think that was a. So I I'm up and my options were for receivers. It was Kenny Galladay, Tyrell Lockett, Alshon, uh, quarterbacks. Rodgers and Mahomes been taken, so it was Luck, Mayfield, and for running backs, I had to choose from Carryon Johnson, Mark Ingram, or Josh Jacobs. And so I went running back, Carryon Johnson. Uh, so now I have McCaffrey, carry on Keenan Allen, and Mike Evans as my first four picks. Is there any is there any consideration for a tight end there? Given that you get outside of the top three tight ends, you get to Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook. 
that's really all of the tight ends you're really willing to draft. Do you feel any pressure to get one of those guys? Well, I, I in my opinion, I I rather have OJ Howard over all of those, but uh, tight ends are after after the elite tight ends is really pick and choose because they're it's really not that. Oh dang! I accidentally picked DJ Moore. Um, <laughs> Who would you pick? So, I accidentally picked DJ Moore, and uh, I was looking at James White as my third running back on the way back. Well, that's what you need to pick. Talk, pick first, talk left, second. Okay. But to answer your question, I don't think I will draft a running back in the fourth or fifth round because uh, I don't think there's any – or tight ends in the fourth or fifth round because I don't think there's any uh, – good tight ends out there after the top three. I feel like you can get a solid tight end in the seventh or eighth or ninth round, maybe even the teens. So. All right, I'm on the clock. Uh, I got Jeffrey, Jarvis Landry, Sonny Michelle, three coming. I'm going to go Jarvis Landry. That's a steal, in my opinion. That's my fifth pick. He's my flex receiver. I got DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, and Jarvis Landry as my three receivers. I think I'll take that. I mean, if Diggs or Landry are both, or, you know, if those guys end up being flex guys, I'm sure there's a guy that'll end up being a sleeper that can make the two spot. I agree. How, how soon is too soon for a David Montgomery? Someone we haven't seen play who's the bell cow for an offense. Someone who is unathletic, slow, not a bell cow, because we've seen that offense last year. Um, I he's he goes undrafted. Undrafted? No, no, he just went in the fifth round in our draft. Oh but... my gosh! Well, <laughs> speaking would... of running backs, we brought up today, Bishop Senke. That's David Montgomery. Because he's skin. Come on now, Dom. That's racist. No, because he sucks. Ah. <laughs> uh... I I would take David Montgomery after Terry Cohen goes. There's no way he goes before Terry Cohen because well, we see, he just did. I know. So that if in a real draft, I would take Montgomery after Cohen for sure. Okay. Okay. Montgomery's one. Of, Montgomery's one of those guys you take. No man, you're up. No man, go ahead and recap your team for us. So I have Christian McCaffrey. Carry on Johnson, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, and DJ Moore, which was auto pick for pick me. Your, pick your player. Okay, I just took James White. So <laughs> I have CJ McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Carry on Johnson, and James White. And then my receivers are Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore. So, so what's interesting, Noman, you consider taking James White last round mistakenly took dj Moore, and james white was still there does that mean we're overvaluing james white a little bit oh someone took david montgomery remember some of these mocks you can really i mean like tyler boyd uh tyree kill was taking the sixth round which depending on his news we'll see but uh i mean james white was a Top was he a top five, top ten running back last year? Top just, five in PPR. Top five in PPR. I mean, this is a one point PPR league. I just feel like in the fifth or sixth round, that's a great 
value pick as an RB2 or, you know, if it's your third running back, then that's his luxury. But right now I'm looking at, since I've had three running backs, three series, I'm looking at quarterbacks and tight ends and look, seeing, you know, where's the best value there. Russell Wilson is on the board still. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees is still on the board. Um, I think I'm going to – if Matt Ryan falls to me, I think I'm going to take Matt Ryan. Why, was, why do you want Matt Ryan so bad? Well, last year, well, you can say he had a down year. He still was second in fantasy points. They improved the offensive line. Uh, Freeman's hope, uh, healthy now. So, so let's see if he can stay healthy. And the receiving core is still the same. They have a Pro Bowl tight end. Uh, and their defense should improve, so that that's uh, that makes their offense more balanced, and it will help, you know, find make Matt uh, find open players for Matt Ryan. So, so Noman, who's going to lose targets in Atlanta this year? We can't have Calvin Ridley scoring eight to ten touchdowns, Julio with fifteen to sixteen hundred yards receiving, Devontae Freeman coming back in a big way, Austin Hooper emerging as an all-pro tight end. Who is the biggest regression candidate on the Falcons roster? Well, they don't have Coleman anymore, so Freeman will get off Coleman's touches and yards. Uh, I think Austin Hooper is pretty much what you expect from him, 70 catches, 600 yards, four or five touchdowns. Julio will continue to be one of the top receivers leading the in league in yards. Uh, hopefully with Dirk Carter, he gets more red zone looks than when he did with Sarkeesian. And... Calvin Ridley, I don't think he'll get 10 touchdowns, but his yards will go up. Sanu, he's coming off a career year, and I think as a third receiver on that offense, he's going to be in coverage a lot. So he can probably put up the same numbers, and he'd be a flex option for you. So in your mind, no one will take a step back, it sounds like. I think they'll get. I think there will be a better offensive team than last year. Okay, okay. With the, with the two first-round picks on the offensive line, give Matt Ryan – was hit the most, second most of his career last year. And so I feel like he's going to be able to be close to his MVP. Like, So I took Matt Ryan in the seventh round, so I'm up again. And I'm looking at tight ends. Jared Cook's available. I think I'm going to take Jared Cook. Uh, I mean, for running backs, LaShawn McCoy still available. Uh, kind of surprising to see him this low. For receivers, yeah, Kiki Kuti, Didi Westbrook, Curtis Samuel. I think I'm going to go with Jared Cook. Dom, can you recap your team for us, please? <clears throat> My last two picks were Evan Ingram and Carson Wentz. Okay, that's great value for Evan Ingram. Is this around the time you'll be looking for quarterbacks and tight ends, you think? If I see the names I like, you know, say the names I like were gone, then I'd probably just go build more depth. Okay. Because quarterbacks are kind of – they're all – you know, the, the, we kind of discussed the separation of talent difference. Like quarterbacks are almost all the same outside of like the number one guy every on a given year, but you can't predict that. I mean, no one can just go, oh, yeah, Patty Mahomes is going to put up, you know, 450 fantasy points this year because it's, it's usually just random. I mean, he's, he's going to be under that this year. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. It's just it's just someone that, in an offense you like, or at least for quarterbacks. Everything else, it's definitely targets, talent, opportunity. 
And to your point, I think my best teams are always teams that I load up on backs and receivers first. Yeah, no, it, I've, something I've kind of followed for the last couple of years. It, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think the only time it didn't is when I actually had like an elite. I had a high pick and an elite running back, and the rest of the team was kind of weak. Gotcha, gotcha. So we are in round nine. Yeah, just got into nine. All right. So I'm I'm on the clock. So for our listeners at home, we're in round nine. A lot of these mocks are hard to project. Um, really, the practice here is just to to start seeing some names, start researching some some sleepers or not even sleepers, more so breakout candidates that you think are worth taking a flyer on at this point. I just would like to thank our sponsor, False Idol Brewery. Get your side hustling on and try False Idol Brewery's New England IPA. So bold and rich in flavor, it will have your mouth watering for some more. Or if you're looking for something a little more fruity or bougie, try their newest beer, the Trust Fund Baby, Strawberry Milkshake IPA. It has all the same great taste of an IPA, with that little kick of strawberry milkshake. So locally in Dallas, Texas. Now back to the show. I agree. This is where you go for, I think I'm really hoping this guy breaks out for me. I think this guy has, you know, receiver one or RB1 potential. And, or there's a great value pick. And I had LaShawn McCoy fall to me in the ninth round. I know he had a down year, but the Bills, I feel like improved on every position on the offensive side. And he, there's no way he can be worse than last year. So, and the ninth round as my fourth running back, why not, you know? So, as your friendly host, I feel like I got to play devil's advocate here. I think LaShawn is washed up. They drafted Singletary. They have about six backs in Buffalo. I think LaShawn McCoy, we saw um, – a preview of what's to come last year. Uh, I mean, feel free to chime in. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I think LaShawn's best days are behind him, and I don't even know that he's going to be getting most of the carries this year. Uh, I wouldn't bet on that, but, I, I mean, I think he's fallen far too low. So he, people that take him in the ninth round, you're going to get something out of him. I wouldn't avoid him. Okay, okay, that's fair. So I'm up again. Um, best tight end available is Delaney Walker. Receivers, Deshaun Jackson, John Brown, Funches. You know, I actually do like what the Colts did this year as their second receiver, Devin Funches. He, I think he can have a solid year, maybe eight to 900 yards and like seven or eight touchdowns as a receiver two on that team. So I think I'm going to take Devin Funches here. Okay. That's good value there, I believe. Yeah. 10th round. AP still available. That's surprising. Well, his ADP is 146, and we're at 120 still. So he's technically where the value. So are we just assuming Darius Geis is a starting running back? I mean, they yes. drafted him to be it. Yes. I just 
Who you got, Manny? Who you oh, think? Of course, of course. I took Adrian Peterson. He took a washed up backup running back for Darius Guys. No, washed I'm, up. I'm just, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love AP. He's my G O A T. He's my favorite running back besides Jamal Charles. I love the guy. I'm just wondering how much value he has in a PPR league in 2019. The way I look at it is he's coming off a 1100 yard season, and his the guy. Darius Geis, he's coming off a torn ACL. Uh, I just don't understand how he's just going to automatically leapfrog a guy who just rushed for over 1,000 yards last year. I'm not even sure if Darius Geis will win the starting job, to be honest. And it might be where AP gets 10 curries, Geis gets 10 curries, Chris Thompson gets a few catches, and maybe once the Redskins are down in the game, Chris Thompson will be in the whole time. Because this Redskins team is really not that good now with Alex Smith injured. <laughs> Appreciate the love there for Alex Smith. He's, in my opinion, is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL right now. Who? Alex Smith. Is he even playing this year? I thought he was done for his career. He is, but he just I feel like he never got the respect uh, he deserves. So I'm on the clock right now. Uh, took. When do we start looking at defenses, guys? This round. So I took Philip Rivers as my backup quarterback. I think if you're smart, and I don't like giving, you know, not, I guess everyone should know this stuff. But in the twelfth round, I think right now we have three picks left. I think you either get one in this round or the next round, and then you save your last round for a kicker. But everyone has a preference. But I think right now you have like a last, like a. Wild card player, you have a defense, and you have a kicker. So some people have a preference in kicker, and they take the kicker now. Some people took a kicker two rounds ago. But, you know, just it is what it is. You have to have a rule and stick to it. Okay. What is your rule? Uh, I'm taking a defense now. Otherwise, if there weren't any good ones, I would have taken them on the next round. And you do often end up with a top three defense every year. Yeah, and I don't know who it is this year. Um I've kind of been – the Vikings have been falling to me a lot, but I don't know – I'm not too sure about them in terms of being like a top fantasy defense. Okay. Um, Dom, don't want to interrupt your pick here, but I want to, want to ask you something. Um, we're, we're projecting here a bit, but it, let's say Tyreek is suspended for six games. Um, what is the place in the draft you would consider taking him if that is the case? Mm-hmm. Sometime after round ten, round nine. Oh wow! Okay, so you're pretty much you're pretty much he's off your board essentially, unless he f- has a dramatic fall. Yeah, I mean, you want if you're gonna get a guy like that, you're gonna you don't want him to ruin your roster. Yeah, that's a great point. And if you and if he does strike gold, well, if your roster is full now, you have a trade bait. Yep. Nelman, do you have an opinion on on Tyreek? If he's suspended six games, I think I'll take him fourth or fifth round. I mean, you just have to have a deep receiving core or have a good supporting cast with running backs and tight ends and quarterback and just, you know, make that last run at the end of the season once Tyreek comes back. Because he was, what, the third best top three receiver last year? You're getting an elite player in the fourth or fifth round. Just – that 
it's I, in my opinion that's a value pick. But I know some people are scared of suspension, so they drop him a lot lower. But I'm not. How'd I mean, that work for you last year? You um, did that in Mark Ingram. Uh, well, he, I ended up trading him for Stephon Diggs and other players. So, I mean, I felt like I improved my team. If you weren't able to trade, how would that have made your team? Oh, my team probably would have sucked. Thank you. I was going to say, you can say bad. It's fine. Point about planning accordingly, stacking your roster full of receivers and running backs to make up for that void. But easier said than done when you when you essentially put a gaping hole in your fourth or fifth round that's value that you're not putting in your starting lineup so um just some just some things to consider yeah all right guys well we're almost done with the the draft uh, we'll have dom and noman recap their teams here shortly all righty everyone appreciate you all listening to our mock draft episode Dom and Noman will recap their team shortly. Dom, who'd you get today? Uh, so, well, I won't go in order, um, but I'll read it down from quarterback all the way down to the bench. Uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback, David Johnson and Derrick Henry at running back, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs at receiver, Jarvis Landry at flex, Evan Ingram at tight end, Houston defense, um, haven't got a kicker yet, Sony Michelle is my uh, third running back. Deshaun Hamilton as my fourth receiver. Kalen Balaj as my fourth running back. Marquise Lee, uh, Devin Singletary, and Debo Samuel. Okay. That's a pretty strong, pretty strong squad, Dom. Is there anything you wish you would have done differently or, or anything you'll look to to correct um, with more mock drafts you do? Uh no. I, I think at the end I don't do I try not to do too many mock drafts. I, especially like you gotta wait couple weeks because if you once you do like if you're doing them every day nothing's changing and your idea basically like you're stuck on certain players um, and you never know depth charts might change you know people might get hurt or just some guys are just not in the same maybe the offense changed and they didn't realize it and then you're expecting the guy to be the same as last year and it's different so i got a b minus i got 82 out of 100 on this one okay Okay. Like I said, I like your receiving core. I think it's strong. I love Evan Ingram as your tight end. Devin Singletary as a late running back who I think will take over the Buffalo backfield. And not many people are high on Derrick Henry, but the way he tore it up last year, I know we're always saying it, but man, as a number two back with a little bit of depth, if he's, if he's not playing well, I think you're, I think you're all right. Um, Noman, who's your squad? Well, first, I want to mention that Tom Brady went undrafted. That's it's fantasy nuts. value. But my team is Matt Ryan, Christian McCaffrey, on Johnson, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Jared Cook. And my flex, I have James White. And then my bench, I have DJ Moore, LaShawn McCoy, Devin Funches, Adrian Peterson, Phillip Rivers, Jameson Crowder. And I got a 94 out of 100. So, so you look at your team, Noman. What do you wish you would have done differently? Anything you regret? Um, anything you can take take into to future mock drafts? Oh, uh, maybe uh, with the 
fifth and sixth pick, I had DJ Moore and James White. Uh, I noticed there's guys that got taken was like Tyler Lockett and some other pretty good players. And maybe there's someone else with better upside. I could probably take in over DJ Moore or James White. But I feel, I feel like I have depth at each position. And in my opinion, you only need one tight end. I mean, because there's not many out there, so there's no reason to have three or four. And... Yeah, to jump on that, um, that's something I've kind of stuck to as well, and I think both of us are one of the few that do it. Um, I try to have one quarterback, one tight end, one kicker. Um, sometimes I'll have two defenses, but it, I don't do the two defenses until I know I'm my depth is like strong enough to that I can count on it during the season. But it's it lets you build your your core of the roster, which is running back receivers. Yeah, and I I, I follow the same strategy, Dom. Uh, I noticed that you do the same. As you know, have one top guy at quarterback, tight end, defense, and then just have a bunch of running backs, receivers, and hopefully someone on your bench explodes or is a, a you know, a valuable trade asset. Like last year you had Nick Chubb who turned out to be a really good asset for you. And you got uh, what Robert Woods in return for him for someone you picked up in free agency. Like, Yeah, I know. picked him up like week three, kept him the whole year. And then he, when he finally got the job, I pretty much yeah. traded him like the next week. Uh, so if you're one of those guys who's like having elite quarterbacks, then I feel like this is a good strategy. You know, draft Patrick Mahomes or get yourself a – elite tight end like Zach Ertz or, you know, if you like elite defenses, get the Bears D. That way you can save a, a bench spot for someone with, you know, high upside or breakout potential instead of just having two quarterbacks, two tight ends, two defenses, and you're just wasting – not wasting, but you're limiting your add and drop um, availability and, you know, potential guys that you like in free agency that, you know, I can't pick this guy up because I don't want to drop anyone else. And you are the king. And you are the king, AD. No man, king ad drop. We know this. Yeah, I would say I disagree a little bit on our philosophy. I don't prefer a top tier guy. Like I'm not gonna waste, not waste, but for me, I'm not gonna take a Patty Mahomes or uh, Kelsey as you know the number one guys at the position. I'm gonna take a guy that I know I can. That's consistent. Now I know that sometimes it's a downfall because then you're like, well. Now my quarterback is, you know, subpar. Now my tight end subpar, but and now I'm just deep in, in the core positions. So sometimes it doesn't work. It's more of a gamble, but I'd rather build on the core positions first before going into those. Yeah. So Dom, you got DeAndre Hopkins for your first pick in the 10th uh, overall. Is that correct? Yes. Say so, Hopkins oh. went at six. And you have to choose between Julio and Michael Thomas or anyone else afterwards. Who would you take him? That's tough for me. Um, I'm a big Michael Thomas guy. Um, so, I mean, I, I, would, I would probably take Julio, but I'm a big Michael Thomas guy. I don't – I think typically in that spot, I feel like most people are going to take Julio, though. So, it'll answer that question for me. Yeah. All righty, guys, this is great dialogue today. 
Um, just to let everyone know, we use Fantasy Pros to complete our mock drafts this evening. Um, you can do it on CBS, Yahoo. Um, I think this this gang of guys prefers Fantasy Pros. CBS rankings are a little out of whack, so it's obviously uh, your preference, but just keep that in mind. Um, thank you for your time. Dom, Noman, appreciate it. Yes, sir. No problem. To the folks, Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too